everyone. Welcome to 360 on History. Please check out the website and join me on social media for science, history and nature news. I'm very excited about this week's show because I shall be talking about some latest developments in the fields of health and medicine. In the past week or so, new discoveries have been made, which if they pass trials can be game changers. Now, before I actually talk about the discoveries themselves, let's begin with the fantastic new technology called CRISPR. This is a gene editing tool that basically does a, a cut and paste job on DNA. In the 1990s, it was discovered that bacteria and archaea, which are basically another type of unicellular organism, have nucleic acid sequences that contain copies of virus genes. To scientists, it looked like the bacteria had stolen virus genes, but it was not clear why. It was then discovered that the sequence protected cells against infections. If a virus attacked a bacterium to infect it, CRISPR-associated enzymes, or CAS for short, would seek out the re relevant nucleic acid sequence and destroy it. Basically, what's going on is that copies of virus genes incorporated by the bacteria are used as a reference library to detect and destroy new infections from similar viruses. Scientists realized that this ability to seek out genes could be used as a perfect tool for gene editing. Furthermore, they used a protein called Cas9 in conjunction with CRISPR. Cas9 is an enzyme which uses CRISPR as a guide to seek and cut out genetic code in a cell. This means that scientists can now cut out a target gene, replace it, or completely remove it. And now this is being used in a variety of applications, such as biological research, destroying drug-resistant superbacteria, development of biotechnology products, and treating genetic diseases. How cool is that? Now, there has been some controversy associated with this tool when a doctor in China edited out AIDS-related genes from embryos of twin girls, resulting in discussions about moral and ethical implications. However, for the most part, some very cool things are being done with CRISPR-Cas9, and we are going to talk about one of them now. There have been some new developments from British scientists that came about quite by happenstance. Researchers at Cardiff University in Wales were analyzing blood from a bank, looking for immune cells that could fight bacteria. Instead, they found a T cell that seems to be able to fight most types of cancers. It has entirely new types of receptors that act like a hook, grabbing most human cancers and ignoring healthy cells. Cancer fight fighting therapies such as CAR-T and TCRT, which engineer immune cells to fight cancer already exist. In CAR-T and TCRT, immune cells are removed from a patient ordered by CRISPR to attack molecules associated with cancer and then they are injected back into the patient. But they are not across the board and are only used for some kinds of leukemia. They have not been able to work on solid tumors and most cancers involve solid tumors. These new T cells, however, can lock onto a molecule on cancer cells called MR1, which does not vary in humans. Therefore, the possibility of targeting most cancers is very high. This means that if successful, 
there are countless possibilities of treating cancer cheaply by creating off-the-shelf treatments. The new immune cell treatment has been tested successfully in mice and also in human skin cancer cells. Now, you must be wondering where CRISPR-Cas9 comes into this. Well, in the case of these new immune cells also, scientists modified T-cells using CRISPR to express the new receptor. You know, the one that grabs the cancer? Obviously, more trials need to be done before this can actually be used. But you have to admit that this has huge potential. Right, now we come to the stuff of science fiction, xenobots. What are xenobots? You may very well ask. These are entirely new life forms created in the lab. Using stem cells from frogs, scientists have created the world's first living self-healing robots. They're less than a millimeter wide, which makes them small enough to travel inside the human body. They can walk, swim, and survive without food for weeks. And they can even work in groups. So how was this done? Well, most cells in living things are specialized and know their function. But there are also unspecialized stem cells that have the ability to develop into different types of cells. Researchers took these living stem cells from the skin and heart muscles of frogs, let them incubate, and then cut and reshape them into different forms designed by a computer. They come with their own food source, such as lipids and proteins, so they can live for about seven days. But they do not have a brain, cannot reproduce, and exhibit functional behavior. What is the point of this? Well, they can help us to do a lot of things, such as clean up radioactive waste, collect microplastics in oceans, but most importantly, they can serve as medicine del delivery mechanisms or even to clean up plaque from arteries. Because, you know, metal microbots which are being used nowadays can be harmful to the human body. And these xenobots can also help us learn more about cell biology. Isn't that extremely cool and extremely science fiction? Oh, and if you want to design your own virtual organisms, you can find the source code in the show notes. Also, if you want to know more about this, I put the link to the researcher's website in the show notes as well. Also, the link to the scientific paper on the cancer-killing immune cells is also there. Thank you for joining me on 360 on History. See you again next time. Mm -hmm.